Welcome to the By Maddie Marie podcast. I am your host, Maddie Marie. Okay. This is take two because I checked the settings and they were how I wanted them and then I recorded half of this damn podcast and they had switched. So welcome back to another week of the By Maddie Marie podcast. We're going to go over my magic moments. We're going to catch up and then it is my birthday. So we're going to talk about 23 lessons that I learned while I'm 22 and kicking it off with magic moments with Mad Dog. The first one is we got to go to dinner with Hunter's family. And they surprised me by telling the waitress that it's my birthday. And that was so fun because it was fun to be celebrated and to be able to celebrate with everyone else. And it was fun to see them all because it had been a minute. So that was nice. The second magic moment is the Super Bowl was on Sunday and Taylor's boyfriend won. Which, this Super Bowl, I wanted the Niners to win. So it was a little bit sad when it would pan to the players. And... They were walking off the field all mopey because they just lost. Because it is kind of a big deal, you know. That's like their whole job. But I'm happy that the Chiefs won, unfortunately, for them. Because they beat the Eagles last year. And it kind of was like a go-team situation. Because the Eagles weren't in it this year. And another highlight of the Super Bowl is the food. My grandma made a spinach artichoke dick. That was literally so good. It had me in a chokehold all night long. And it was good. Anyways, I am going to give you an update on my book because I finished the second of the Throne of Glass series and started the third. And I know that you can read it where Assassin's Blade comes first. That is not how I did it. I started with Throne of Glass, which actually was so boring. I had to literally choke it down and force myself to finish reading it. But the second book picked up so much. So now I just started the third and I'm super excited to keep reading it. And I'm excited to see how the rest of the series plays out. But the last update is that it's my birthday. And I am 23 years old today. And on a Taco Tuesday. Honestly, also I found out that I was born on a Taco Tuesday. So I feel like my whole personality is now explained. But how freaking fitting is it that it's a Tuesday and it's my birthday. So that's a win. That's a, That should be a magic moment, honestly. Anyways, we are going to talk about 23 life lessons that I learned this past year of my life. The first one is that life is not always fair or ideal, but there's always good. And this is more of a perspective shift than anything else, because you can literally complain and mope about anything. However, you can also find lessons and find positive aspects of every single situation I know that some it might feel impossible however it's not you simply are just being close-minded and I know that might be harsh but I don't really care so that's just something to know and a challenge to you is to find the good in every situation and actually recognize it and point it out especially if it involves someone else you should always point it out and like compliment them for that anyways the next one is that life is too short Which I feel like is common sense. However, you literally never know what's going to happen. And I've talked about this incident once before, right around when it happened. But around Christmas time, 
I saw all over social media this cute little couple who the wife was pregnant, they were going to have a baby, they were newlyweds, you know, whatever the situation. And they got into a car accident on their way, I think it was like two days before Christmas. And both of them ended up passing away. And can you imagine if that was someone that you loved or you? You literally have no idea. So stop putting things off. Stop delaying your goals and and like acting on your goals simply because you think you'll be able to do it in 10 years when the situation is better or you're more confident. Like there's no such thing. So just do it. Life is too short. The next one is that you are going to continue to go through things trying to teach you the same lesson until that lesson is learned. And what I mean by this is the universe is going to put you through the same situation, whether it's with the same person or a different freaking iteration of the same experience, just to teach you something. So if you do not have the self-awareness to recognize when a lesson needs to be learned, you're going to continue to do it. Say you're in a shitty relationship and you break up and then you jump into another relationship. If you have not healed the issues that were causing your previous relationship to be shitty, you cannot question why your next relationship is shitty because you did not learn and you're putting yourself through the same shit. The universe is sending you the same shit so that you can grow. And you have to have the level of awareness, again, like if you cannot even like look at yourself and be like, oh yeah, I can work on these things, like you're just going to be going through the same shit your whole life. So if you're sick of it, that's why. Grow up, actually start to realize when you're in the wrong and how to fix it. And then all of a sudden your problems will go away because you won't be put through the same shit. Next one is you literally never know what's going to happen. I know I already told you life is too short, but you never know what's going to happen, so you should always be kind and grateful. So this is a different spin because this impacts more of the people around you than it does yourself because obviously I'm pretty passionate about how gratitude can be life-changing, but if you are always kind, you never know how far a simple smile or a text of, hey, how are you doing, or like reaching out to the people that you love and actually showing that you love them will go because people are always constantly battling things in their brain that you have no idea about and how much does it mean to you when you have someone reach out to you or you have people smiling at you like you recognize these things and you appreciate them so obviously everyone else is too so never know what's gonna happen life is too short always choose kindness I don't understand holding a grudge or being petty. I know I've talked about it multiple times, but there's literally no reason to. You should just grow up. Like being petty and holding a grudge, you're literally a grown ass person. Like you're not 12. There's no reason that you, at this point in life, you should recognize that the entire world does not revolve you around you. Don't get me wrong. I am a full supporter of acting like a main character because it literally is your life. Why should you not act like it's your life? However, at this point in life, you can understand that like you're not the most important thing and that like there's other shit going on. So I think it's important to just remember to like take a step back, smile at people instead of being freaking grumpy all the time. Anyways, the next one is that you are not actually hard to love. You are simply with the wrong person. And... A realization 
the reason this is a lesson that I learned last year is because I recognized that in my marriage, I'm pretty sure he didn't even like me. <laughs> it's the saying of if he wanted to, he would. If you wanted to, you would. I think both of those should just always go. If you care about someone, you're going to act like it. So if someone is making you feel like you're hard to love or telling you that you're hard to love, like, mm, pretty sure they don't like you. Pretty sure they're failing to recognize the things that you have to offer because they're probably miserable inside. So if you're in a shitty relationship or if you're in a shitty situation where you do not feel loved, if you're able to address it and the problem solves, amazing. Like that is great. However, I think there's a toxic construct socially that you have to work it out if you're married if you're in a relationship like you have to just do everything that you can and you have to just tolerate it all the time you actually don't you simply can divorce them you can leave them have you ever seen that guy on tiktok who dump his ass if you are not being treated the way that you should be treated if you are feeling unlovable and you can't even bring up your concerns dump his ass okay there's literally no reason to be in that situation you should always feel loved you are worthy of love next boundaries are not selfish you guys hear me talk about this all the damn time because i learned the importance of setting boundaries last year i refused to I was, let's just say I was an avid people pleaser, okay? I did everything in my power to make everything easy for every single person around me, while internally, nothing was being made easy for me because, like I said, the person I was in a relationship with did not like me, okay? My needs and feelings were not considered. So, last year, maybe I took it a little too far <laughs> because I literally refused to do a lot of things and associate with a lot of people simply because I was upholding boundaries and like standards which I think should be used more interchangeably because I think you should just have expectations of people rather than boundaries you feel like you have to uphold the only key note on boundaries is you have to actually follow through with them that's the hardest part, right? Because you could set a boundary, but then you're like, oh, I don't want to lose this friend. They are not your friend if they're crossing your boundaries, okay? Uphold it, cut them off, dump his ass, you know? Next. Gratitude can change your perspective literally overnight. I started practicing gratitude in January last year, and I was freshly separated. I had just moved in by myself. I was a single parent. I had gone from a two double income household to a single income household. And let me just tell you that that is actually the hardest shit I've ever done in my life. I have birthed human. And what I did last January and December, not last December, but December of 2022 was the hardest shit I've ever done. And practicing gratitude, I really think saved my soul. I think I was able to have a much better year. And now I'm to the point where I can just recognize the things that I'm grateful for without having to like avidly focus, you know, because you very first start and you're like, I don't fucking know what to be grateful for because nothing is going my way. Like you should be grateful that nothing is going your way because clearly you don't want the right shit. 
<laughs> so I think gratitude can change your perspective. I think if you start gratitude journaling every night and avidly paying attention to the things that you can be grateful for throughout the day, I think that your life can literally change overnight. And I think your life changing is really just a matter of your perspective, either growing or shifting and being able to see things from a new light. So gratitude will give you a new perspective literally immediately. Next, your mental and physical health are 100% your problem. (laughs) They're only in your control. Literally, there are no other people that you can blame but yourself for your physical and mental state. If you're depressed, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's literally your own fault. (laughs) You are either putting yourself in a situation that is making you feel that way, or you are neglecting yourself and you are not getting to the bottom of whether you have an actual chemical imbalance in your brain. And I think that's your fault. I think that's your problem. I think if you are an adult, you should understand that these things are things that you have to work for. I started going to the gym in March last year, and that has become basically my whole personality. I literally like can't go a single hour in the day without being like how much protein have I had but I also on this journey to be healthier stopped taking hormonal birth control and have like no form of hormonal birth control whether that's an IUD or the pill I went off of that because I think that is a band-aid to a rather larger issue I think that the symptoms and side effects of birth control are not often talked about I think also I did deep dives into the shit that gets dumped into your food and the foods that are illegal here that are not legal in other countries and the dyes that literally can change your behavior with two bites. And it's actually insane that you have to go digging for this information rather than being actively taught it. But literally it's a google search away i did all of my research at home all of it for free all within my own the comfort of my bed with my laptop or my phone right if you were listening to this podcast you have a way to do your own damn research so your mental and your mental health stems a lot from your physical health if you're not working out if you're not eating healthy you are probably not the happiest and if you're sad unfortunately it's probably your own fault. (laughs) So I know that's not what you want to hear. I don't want to hear it some days too, but I'm a preacher of it and have to remind myself of that daily. So I do think that there's a lot to be learned there. And one thing that stuck with me is I read this quote and it said, everyone is self-made. You just only hear the successful talk about it because like obviously if you're successful, you want to be like, yeah, I did this dude. Like I'm proud of myself. I put myself here. If you are struggling, it's your own fault. Like, you literally did it to yourself. And I know that the shit that you go through in your childhood has a lot to play on the first while of your adult life. However, there are plenty of people who have shitty childhoods, shitty young adult lives, and they turn it around and thrive and are so happy. So it's literally... There's a podcast episode that I did a while ago that says it might not be your fault, but it is your problem. Same thing goes here. 
right? You cannot always control external situations, but you can control your response to them and how you manage to take care of yourself. Anyways, the next one is people do not meet by happenstance or accident. I think that everyone in your life is there for a reason. I think soulmates are real. And the reason this was a lesson learned is because Hunter and I were actually introduced. And I went to church with this girl who messaged me on Instagram one day and said, Hey, my cousin messaged you. And so I went and found Hunter's message. And I think that's like a key lesson of like the people in your life are there to either teach you a lesson or serve you at some point, okay? So stop like taking advantage of people. Stop neglecting people in your life. Obviously, there are relationships that are meant to end, that are meant to no longer continue. And you do have to understand and have the awareness of which is which. But I do definitely think that everyone comes into your life for a reason. Anyways, next, everything literally always works out everything does if you and this is a mindset this is not like i don't think this is factual i mean i do think it's factual because this is the way i live but i think you have to have this mindset for you to actually fully reap the benefits if things are not going well or working out then the situation is not over then it's not the end of the world the world is not going to freaking literally collapse on its hinges just keep doing it just pivot courses like if what you're doing right now is not working find a different way to do what you want to do i understand the feeling of being stuck because i felt that a lot last year but once you recognize that you are literally in control of your life then it's easy it's easy to be like oh everything is going to work out if i continue to do this or if i change from doing this to doing this so that's number 10 Number 11 is positivity breeds positivity. Negativity will create nothing but more negativity. What goes around comes around is something that has literally been around my whole life. My dad's got it tattooed around his fingers. And if you want a good life, then just be good. Then do good. Start putting good into the world if you want the world to give you good back. I feel like that's common sense. But a lot of people don't believe that the universe or God or whatever you even believe in, I believe in a universe or higher power like that, right? I don't necessarily call it a God, but I feel like you could tie it to the same thing. The universe wants you to succeed, but they're not going to, like, the universe is not going to continue to throw good at you when all you do is shit on it. Anyways, number 12, love as much as you can, as often as you can. Do not get me wrong, I complain a lot. I'm working on it. That is not my favorite thing that I do. However, I feel like I love a lot more than I complain. And I think that contributes to my overall happiness. I think that contributes to the overall environment that I create for Romy to live in. And if you are just constantly pouring love out of yourself you will get it your cup filled back up with love and i think you will start to recognize that once you actually implement it and i think the first version of love that has to be 
like utilized in order for you to fully reap these benefits is self-love you cannot continue to tear yourself down you cannot continue to talk badly about yourself put yourself in awful situations treat your body badly neglect self-care and expect to like feel good right people are going to treat you the way that you treat yourself you set the standard and if you neglect yourself but then claim you love yourself or I mean you don't even have to claim that if you neglect yourself someone is going to recognize that and they will be in your life and they will neglect you and you'll tolerate it because you can't even manage otherwise from yourself right so why would you manage otherwise from someone else so just love all the time you never know when the last time you're going to speak to someone is so there's no reason to not leave love in that interaction the world needs more love i've talked about that so long anyways the next one is not everyone wants what's best for you and not everyone is going to be straightforward and honest i think being able to rely on your intuition in these situations is really important i think that being naive is a blessing and a curse and i'm a very naive person i tend to trust people very easily and let me tell you that bit me in the ass really fast when i got married and i learned that lesson really hard you there is usually something else going on in someone's brain and i think i've learned that working in corporate and being married to who i was (laughs) I think that some people, I don't think everyone's this way. I don't actually comprehend how someone's brain works this way. But I do think a lot of people focus on ulterior motives and how they gain from a situation. And you need to be able to recognize that. Otherwise, you're going to continue to be taken advantage of. You know how I told you at the beginning of this episode how you're going to continue to be taught the same lesson until you actually fucking learn it? This is one of them. If you feel like you continue to get taken advantage of in your relationships and interactions, it's because you're allowing it. And it's because you are neglecting your intuition to the point where you can't even follow it or recognize what it's telling you. And I think that's important. I think, but I think that also stems from self-awareness. So basically the whole gist of this is become self-aware and all your problems will disappear. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Clearly that's not the case, but it does help. Anyways, Next, discipline feeds motivation, not the other way around. If you want to be a motivated person, you have to force yourself into doing the shit that you don't want to do. The greatest rewards are relying on you doing the things that are going to make you uncomfortable. You have to step out of your comfort zone. And the number one way to actually get to doing that is discipline. If you tell yourself you are going to do something, do it. This stems right back to what I was just saying. If you can't even keep the promises that you tell yourself, why would someone else follow through on their word to you when they know that you'll tolerate otherwise? Because they literally are watching it firsthand of you not following through on the shit you say you're going to do. So that was something that actually was a not very fun lesson to learn because I'm like, why am I not getting the results that I want? And then it's like, clearly, because you're not doing the shit that's going to yield those damn results. Like, I... One of my biggest pet peeves is when people complain about shit that they can change. And it's like, you literally, do you hear yourself? Like, oh my God, you're not building muscle because you eat two grams of protein a day? Like, that's common sense. Shut up until you do something about it. (laughs) It literally makes me crazy. 
Anyways, the next one. You do not owe someone an explanation as to why you're changing. You do not owe someone an explanation as to why they no longer have access to you. And at any given point, you can change what it costs to access you. Right? And this one was a very hard lesson to learn. When I was married, we had very close family friends. We hung out with them almost daily. They were right next door. And my ex filed paperwork stating that that person was basically family, right? And it was kind of like a stab to the heart because I felt like we were close enough. I understand that they had known each other for the entire duration of his life. However, I felt like we were close enough for it to be like we could all be friends, right? No. And it was hard because we stayed in touch, you know, but it was hard because at some point I had to just draw the line and say, I am not going to be an information goat. You can't ask me questions that, one, I'm clearly not going to tell you because I didn't outright offer that information. And two, I'm not going to put myself in that position to be freaking belittled or give information away that's going to hurt my feelings. Like, I... So you don't owe anyone an explanation. And that is what I learned is you are more than welcome to decide you no longer deserve something and you're no longer going to tolerate it. And you do not have to tell a single soul as to why you feel that way or what's prompting that or anything at all. Anyways, the next one, routines and habits are what build your life. And I am a very routine oriented person and the last few weeks... I have literally abandoned my sleep schedule and I am feeling it now. (laughs) I am reaping the consequences of that. And if you want to live a happy, healthy life, you have to get so granular with your habits and your routines that you are creating that every single day. And it's exhausting until it's not, right? Like the very beginning stages of curating the habits and routines that are going to mold a successful, happy life are going to be draining. However, once you pass that threshold of I'm working at this every day to this is my way of life, once you hit the habit stage where it's literally just how you live, it becomes easy. It becomes second nature. It's muscle memory at that point. And it is what, that is what will create the success and happiness and peaceful feeling that literally everyone craves. Next one. Romy actually taught me this lesson. Dance parties heal your soul. I relied on dance parties pretty freaking heavily for the first, like, eight months of 2023. Uh, We would turn music on in my kitchen, and we would literally just dance. We would dance while we cook. We would dance while we clean. We would dance just to dance. And it is life-changing. And I know that there's science behind certain movements and how it releases energy from the body and everything like that so I understand why it works that way and if you don't you should truly look up like how dancing can mend your trauma but I think it's important because when you move your body you expend like expend I feel like that's not a word you release let's use that one (laughs) when you move your body you release energy whether it's like actual physical exertion or like 
an energy field, like an emotional energy. No matter how you move your body, you release it. That's why when you go to the gym, you are happy. And like, I know that there are much more scientific ways of articulating that, but there are, you release energy. So dancing is a great way to do that. And you should look into it because I know that there's research. I'll do some research. Maybe I'll bring it to you next week. But dance parties will hear your soul. Take my word for it. Take Romy's word for it. Romy asks to dance party all the time. And it makes me so happy. Next, sleep heals all. <coughs> I had to learn this the hard way because I neglected my sleep schedule for so long. And I finally, I sleep trained Romy in January last year because... I was unable to do that previously and literally I think that and just curating a healthy environment for her however I think fixing her sleep schedule had a lot to do with her emotional well-being and her attachment styles and she was so much happier almost immediately once she was sleep trained and when she was on a consistent schedule I watched that literally disappear throughout the year because of Like I said, I co-parent and I solo parent, but I do think that sleep has the power to change your life. Also, I got an aura ring and like you can literally nerd out about it. So if you have an aura ring, reach out to me and let's nerd out about our sleep scores because I think it's cool that they can actually categorize the stages of sleep that you're in, how long you're sleeping and your sleep efficiency. Anyways, sleep heals you. So fix your sleep schedule, get good sleep. Next. Um, literally no one cares. That's the lesson. No one gives a shit. Not a single soul on this planet is paying as much attention to you as you are. Like, you are so avidly concerned about the pimples on your face or, like, minor freaking inconveniences that literally no one notices. And, like, obviously, I pay attention to detail. And if you care about someone, you're going to be a little bit more granular with how you pay attention to them. However, if you're going to work and you're, like, literally losing sleep over, I don't know, how the hell you're going to do your hair or you have a zit on your face or, like, no one cares. Literally no one cares. If you are a nice, decent human, that is what someone is going to remember rather than, like, oh, yeah, I remember she had the smallest pimple right above her left eyeball. Like, that's the stupidest shit to hold on to, dude. Just get over it. No one cares. Next. Forgiveness is an act of self-care, not an act of friendship or relationship mending. What I mean by this is in order to release something that has happened, forgiveness has to take place. Whether you forgive yourself for tolerating it, forgive someone else for putting you through shit, forgive the freaking universe for teaching you that lesson, forgiveness has to happen in order for you to emotionally mature, which is why it is an act of self-care. It is Forgiveness is not for anyone but you. And maybe it's a little bit selfish. I don't think it's selfish. I think it's just how you should do it. Because life's not always fair, and you're going to have to deal with shit. So forgive so that you can move on. It's not a forgive and forget. You don't have to forget about the experiences you had, but forgive so that it can be released and so you can move on. Next, this is number 21. We're almost done, guys. Fear will keep you from doing more than your lack of ability. And this podcast is an example because I have wanted to start this podcast for probably three years 
And I was told that no one would listen to me. I was told that, I mean, I was proven that, like, why would anyone give a shit about what I have to say? And then one day I was just like, you know what? I'm done being scared of the outcome. Whether I have zero listeners for the rest of the duration of this podcast, I don't give a shit. And I'm just going to do it. And now I do it every single week. And I'm actually so proud of myself. (laughs) But fear is going to hold you back. That is literally the main deterrent of people even attempting their goals. And once results that you want are not yielded quickly enough, fear steps in again and you're like, well, damn it, I should just stop because it'll never happen for me. First of all, let go of that bullshit. Let go of that bullshit way of thinking. And second of all, stop being scared of literally everything. You cannot be scared. So the reason I learned this lesson last year is because I was so nitpicky with what I did with my time and I co-parented. So every other weekend, I did not have Romy. And I did not want to be alone. So I would literally book my calendar. And I'm not lying. I guess I didn't want to be at home in the quiet alone. That's what I was avoiding, right? So I would book my calendar literally a month and a half in advance. I would turn down anything that stepped in the way of those plans. And I would take myself on dates. And at first, it was scary as shit. At first, I bailed on myself and told myself, like, I cannot believe I would even think about going out alone. Like, that's so embarrassing. And then at one point, I was like, I cannot continue to sit here alone. I cannot continue to, like, do the things that are clearly making me feel shitty. And I just changed it. And I took myself on a date. And then the rest is freaking history because it became my favorite thing to do. So fear will hold you back way more than your lack of ability. Because most of the time, you're capable of way more than you give yourself credit for. Number 22 just because something is not as big of a deal to someone else does not mean it needs to be less of a deal to you you could tell someone something and maybe you're so proud of yourself for accomplishing it and maybe they're just like okay cool like move on what else do you want me to do that does not mean that you have to dismiss yourself the way that they dismissed you one that's a a clear sign of disrespect and that they don't really care about you but you should not let someone else's opinion completely dictate what you decide is important because your opinion actually does matter and the last one living versus existing are two very different things and I feel like we are stuck in the social construct of existing and it breaks my heart because you should enjoy every aspect of your life you should be happy going to work you should be happy coming home from work you should be happy with the food you consume You should be happy with the content you consume. And I think so many people are stuck in hate following or a job they hate or situations that they feel like they can't control. And it comes to the point where they're just like, yeah, I'm just like living my life. Like I get up, I go to work, I come home, I watch TV, I drink, I eat dinner and then I go to bed and then I do it all again the next day. And that is so sad. That is such a sad way of living. So change it and like just actually start living your life. Like Life is meant to be lived. Life is meant to be enjoyed and like thoroughly enjoyed. I don't mean just like surface level enjoyed. I mean you should actually like be happy talking about your life. So that was my 23 lessons by that I learned being 22. 
And I hope you could resonate with some. I hope maybe you can gain a new perspective. And I think you should send this to someone who would benefit from it. That's what I want for my birthday from you. (laughs) Just kidding. Anyways, thank you for listening. And I will talk to you guys next Chocolate Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening. As always... You can find links to my blog and my socials in the description. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review. Have the best Taco Tuesday. I'll talk to you all next week.